Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. I am so happy to say hello to you, It's good to be back among (laughs) the living. I want to say thank you to everybody who sent me well wishes. I was a little bit sick for a few weeks. I appreciate all of the messages I got. It's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to, it's nice to hear from people from, even from the hidden Fran, from Scoggy, (laughs) from Stella, from, I don't want to leave anybody out, but also can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. So I'm going to have to respond. I'm responding to messages still. Thank you for the well wishes. And Monica, thank you for checking in on me every single day and for sending me care packages, which I greatly appreciated care packages of vitamins. And it's nice. Check in on your friends when they're not, when they're not feeling well, if anything, it makes them feel cared about. So thank you. Uh, Cam, Cam also checked in on me. Cam helped out. Thank you, Cam. And especially thank you to you, Monica. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I worry. I'm a little bit of a worrier. I wanted to make sure that there was nothing out of the ordinary, that you were doing okay, and that you were on the road to recovery. Took a while, but you made your comeback on Saturday at the Zoom party. And I have to say, we've had a lot of good Zoom parties, but that was my favorite so far. We talked about people living off the grid. We talked a little bit about get de-documenting yourself. I did some research on that, got some ideas of guests I want to put on, and y'all kind of shamed us into starting a Telegram channel. So Jackie helped with that, but I am up over, I got... um. James called me this morning from Mexico to help me get it just right because I just I didn't have time and I wanted to just get it up because there was demand for it. So a lot of listeners helped get this thing up and running. And now we have a Telegram channel. So it's T. I thought I had one already, honestly, but I think I just joined Telegram under my name, which is Monica Perez show at Monica Perez show. But our Telegram channel is T.me slash propaganda report. When you go there, that's not enough. That's enough for you to watch us post, but it's not enough for you to chat. So there's a T.me slash propaganda report chat where we can all chit chat. And I'm hoping that we have a thousand members by the end of the week. So if you're on Telegram, please look us up. And the last thing I will say is regarding that Zoom party, we got so many references for kind of like living off the land and recognizing herbs and all sorts of things that I am. I know, Binkley, you you made a great little excerpt of the Zoom party for patrons, and you're going to put those links in that post, but I'm going to put the links in the October newsletter. So I'll have a special section just with all the references we got, a kind of listener-generated section. So if people are interested in some of those great references, I'll put them in there. Yeah, it was a great Zoom party. A lot of awesome information. It was so fun. Everybody it was just really had a lot of energy. I loved it. So, uh, okay. So what I don't love is this information, this breaking news that Pfizer and BioNTech announced positive top line results from a pivotal trial of COVID-19 vaccine in children five to 11 years old. So I attach their press release to our show notes. And one of the things that's in there, it talks about the risk of carditis. It talks about how BioNTech's Comirnaty is the one that's approved by the FDA, but that it is interchangeable basically with the Pfizer one that's available in the US. I'm still not clear on the significance of that. 
distinction. But I did notice something that I thought was very significant is they said that this phase two slash three trial demonstrated robust neutralizing antibody response in in these kits. Now, normally a trial would show how many people in the control group who did not get the vaccine got sick and how many people in the group that did get the vaccine got sick. But for the kids trials, this and the other one, it seems like they're using a different standard, which would be that it's I think it's because kids in those groups don't really get sick. So it would be like a zero to zero kind of comparison. So they are just taking blood tests to see if they have antibodies and a robust antibody response, which is something they would do anyway. But I feel like I would like to see a little more information on this. And then the other thing is they say they emphasize that they're neutralizing antibodies because the vaccine enhanced respiratory disease is when the vaccine creates antibodies that are non-neutralizing and therefore connect with a new virus, but deposit it into cells instead of preventing, instead of neutralizing it. It's really nuts. That's what vaccine enhanced respiratory disease is. Now, I am like, I, I, I cannot say how crazy I think this whole thing is, given the before the vaccine was introduced, kids basically did not get this. So now that there are cases in kids, I, I smell a major rat on where that even comes from. I feel like these surges, if you look at the Israeli data, are correlated with the vaccine rather than uncorrelated with the vaccine. So I offer this just to give information and um, just for people to do their own research and understand it. But I did find that 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 press release was interesting because it did distinguish authorized from approved. It did highlight the risk of carditis and the original Comirnaty FDA approval documents actually calls for longer term, several years studies on vaccine enhanced respiratory disease and carditis. So more study is necessary. Information is required to have truly informed consent in this, in my opinion. So I don't care what they say, but I don't like it. It appears that they're not doing studies to actually determine whether or not to use something. It appears that they've already concluded they're going to give shots to kids and they're just playing around with this study to find out what's going to happen or maybe get a little better informed on what's going to happen. They just seem to have these predetermined conclusions about what they're going to do. I agree totally. And and that's how the FDA approval process worked so far. I think that's what Dr. Robert Malone said in the Union of the Unwanted that uh, we both appeared on. I think you're onto something there. You just committed a sin and you don't even realize it. And we'll see in a moment if you can identify what you said exactly. You said an exact phrase a moment ago that is now being demonized by the media. It will be demonized by politicians in the weeks coming. Six months from now, this will be a new trigger for certain people in America. So we know that they do that. They capture these words they create triggers around them and all of a sudden you might be talking to your friend about hey we need to save the children and you genuinely want to save the children but the person that you're talking to they're going oh my gosh a QAnon racist because of the way they change the meaning of language to demonize it and this is happening right now with a new phrase that is 
prolonging the pandemic. It's causing bad, dangerous consequences during the pandemic. This is according to CNN, Brian Stelter, most unreliable source on television. <laughs> they do often lay out these talking points. They brought on an expert to help us understand. Do you have any idea what you just said that is these four, as CNN puts it, dangerous words that are hurting America's pandemic response? No, no idea. idea. You just said them. Do your own research. No way. Do your own research is the new dangerous phrase. And six months from now, you might be talking like that to your friend, and they're going to be thinking, you must question the election, you must question vaccines, you must question masks, because you are saying that horrible, dangerous phrase that, and no lie, the CNN expert that they brought in actually said, today we're hearing this phrase, this concept, do your own research. We're hearing it spoken about COVID-19 and anti-vax skeptics, and of course, QAnon people. That's what they said. And of course, QAnon people also saying that. For, so they immediately clump it together. They create this profile of really a domestic terrorist, and they have all the characteristics of a domestic terrorist, anti-vax, anti-mask, now do your own research type stuff. And the expert they brought on, you're going to recognize this expert, her name, Renee Darista. <gasps> I know who she is. She's an operative. You want to tell listeners who she is? Well, this is just off the cuff, but I know that she was a ranking member of the new knowledge team. Yes, she is. When, when they brought down Roy Moore by pretending to be Russian bots. And then at the same time was providing the research to the Senate on Russian bots with a uh, Senate Intel report. Yes, and they and I think they even changed their name after that scandal. They did. But so, she has other backstory, if I recall correctly. She wrote a scathing article about, I can't remember, it was about kids or something. I, I've run across her propaganda several times. She's a world-renowned propagandist who specializes in the study of disinformation. And New Knowledge is a group that admittedly conducted a false flag where they created Russian bots and they pretended to be Trump supporters creating fake Facebook pages to bring down Roy Moore. The only actual evidence of Rush, quote, bot interference during the 2016 election. Then they changed their name to Yonder, this organization. And this organization, Yonder, which Renee Darista, she's associated with all these people, what they do, I should point out, that the expert CNN has on to talk about disinformation has actually been kicked off of Facebook for spreading disinformation, admittedly, during a false flag. That's their expert. Yonder is an organization that helps corporations change their branding to overcome disinformation and meet ESG standards. That's essentially what they do. May I just say that that new knowledge thing that she was involved in, and was it Jonathan Morgan? What's the guy's name? Jonathan Morgan, yeah. Yeah, so they actually, we did a lot of work on that. We did a WSB show on it. They actually interfered with and changed the result of a Senate election. I mean, they yep. did. They changed the composition of the Senate. There's, yeah. I, I think there's no, in the research I've done, there, there's no doubt in my mind that they did have the, were the difference maker. And even actually Garland says that he thinks Roy Moore still won. So there's probably more than one nefarious activities at work with, with Roy Moore, but it had to be plausible that a Democrat would win that race that Jeff Sessions had used to have a super, super, super majority winning every single term. Absolutely. So Renee is brought on to talk about this new concept, and she gives us the origin story 
of this horrible concept. She says that the concept of, quote, do your own research actually dates back to the 1890s when it was associated with skepticism surrounding the smallpox vaccine. So this phrase came to be back when other horrible people causing other dangerous things to happen were using it and now it's back again and associated with all kinds of other things. So in six months from now, again, this is going to be a red flag. You're going to have to explain to your friends, no, 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 I'm not a racist white nationalist anti-whatever person. I'm just saying I, you know, I was doing some of my own research to figure something out. Then they brought on one of her friends who is from the Beringen Institute, and this person's name is Yael Einstadt, E-I-S-N-S-T-A-T, and she was there to tell the news media what they are to do about this scourge of do-your-own-research thinking and beliefs and how they're to handle it. And she says that newsrooms have to be transparent about the science that they are reporting, and they have to help their viewers understand that when the media is reporting on science, it's not like this is something that the average viewer can research on Google and find facts about. Because, and here's why, science is a consensus-building process. <laughs> That's the scientific method? That's yes. How, I don't remember that from fifth grade. Science is a consensus building process. So what they report one day might not be true the next day because that first day, maybe Fauci said, Do, you shouldn't be wearing masks. The consensus wasn't in yet. But later on, when the consensus came in, it changes. So you are not to research to find any facts because the facts do not exist because the scientists are coming to a consensus and then the media will tell you what the facts are. You know, I had a I had a an experience like that today that I was actually on that side of the argument a little bit in this. So there was this big article on Fox News about the Emmys, how everybody was at the Emmys without masks. And um, Seth Rogen started the whole conversation by saying we are indoors in a hermetically sealed tent and I wouldn't have shown up. They said it was outdoors. But the only reason they said they did it outdoors is they said it was bigger and they could space the tables apart. And so I think they set up this, whatever it is, red herring or something, straw man. And then I went further and looked and I saw that everybody there was required to both be vaccinated and have a negative PCR test. So I was about to make the argument like, okay, I understand why this is all ridiculous, but by, they aren't being hypocritical. Like the articles are all about how they're being hypocritical. And what I was thinking was, they all agree that vaccines plus PCR tests means you're good to go. So I was in my own argument, again, like almost being the devil's advocate, I identified that it really isn't about the truth, which I know, I, I think that there's a lot of science to be argued on all of those things, all of those things, masks, PCR tests, vaccines, distancing, indoor, outdoor, everything. Like I don't stipulate their facts at all, but I was just recognizing that all they really care about is consensus, and it was consistent with their consensus opinion. And we saw this emerge in that Rockfin video we did, I believe it was the last one we did, where they said the average person is not smart enough to understand the complexities of the science. And they also talked about this during this interview. And this is a consensus building process. You're not part of the consensus. Do not look up facts because they don't exist yet. We'll tell you what they are. Here's my question. And then I have actually a solution that I think we can subvert this with. How long until this becomes 
anybody who says they do their own research about learning about a candidate they're going to vote for is dangerous. How long until that doing your own research about a candidate becomes dangerous, not just about a scientific explanation or something. Here's how I think we should handle this as just a general public is subvert this process beforehand. So I have a lot of friends who are liberals who are very, very, very resourceful. One of them built a motorcycle. Hey, how'd you build that motorcycle? Well, I started, you did your own research. You're a do your own research guy. Start talking like that to your friends. Start asking them and praising the times they do their own research and get them talking like that and being proud of it. And then by the time this stuff comes up and it will come up, it's going to continue to come up. You can point to those examples where they do that. This is, this is not 1984. This is... What's the other one? The had just slipped my Brave mind. Brave New World. Brave New World. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of parallels there. But there's a, another big story in the news today I wanted to give you an update on. Have you been following this Gabby Petito, Brian Laurie case? I just really started paying attention to it today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't. It was one of those things where there was like this pretty white girl missing. And like the second she's missing, it's national news. Sometimes I think that's a setup for some agenda. And sometimes I think it's just that the world cares more about pretty blonde girls, honestly. You know, young, pretty blonde. You know, I really don't know what the answer is there, but I figured they weren't making a big stink about her boyfriend coming home from their long trip without her unless something was going to happen. And I guess they found her body or they think they found her body over the weekend. And so what happened was they were engaged, I guess. They're from New York. They were living in... Florida, but they left from New York in one of those conversion vans. Scott was telling us about it on the Zoom party, but it's a very big thing. I've been hearing about it like crazy. I guess instead of having a big old RV, you can just convert a van to kind of live in and people are just torn around. I guess they don't want to go on planes. They don't want to stay in hotels. And that's what they're doing. So this was, uh, they were doing that. And after four or five weeks into to it, I guess they were having problems. There was a domestic dispute. The cops came, they, they had, they separated them. They had one of them stay in a hotel. They said, she said she was having a mental health crisis, which is very, very common. Young white women. Absolutely. The cops called her the aggressor in that interaction. Right. Right. And so then she said she was worried that he would abandon her and all this kind of stuff. It was really it's it had a lot of earmarks that seems to be like front and center in the headlines. There's a lot of social media. She was she was tracing her her um, experience on her Instagram account. I think it was. Yeah. YouTube, TikTok. I can't remember. It's been shared 27 million times that hashtag on TikTok. Yeah, so there was a lot, a lot of themes there that even to the point where the police intervened in a mental health case rather than in the capacity of keeping people safe, no charges were filed, you know, just a lot, a lot of things. Her pictures like are very kind of professional and flattering from good angles, but I don't, I did get one very weird vibe from a Fox video of a, of a vlogger who had seen her van and said when she realized that she had seen her van on august 27th she connected with gabby's mom recently like over the past couple of days and she said we were just two moms having a good cry like okay this woman must be on the like on the edge of madness looking for her daughter for weeks now maybe the body was just found i don't know so that was very weird i put that in the show notes but i'm not really putting any kind of Oh, you know what that means. We're going to have to finish up a little bit of this in the patron 15. 
And I just did want to just tell people, you know, um, I, I didn't think anything super weird was going on. I'm still not suspicious. It seems uh, like a very terrible situation, but I feel for sure it's going to be exploited for just to promote some of these themes. Yeah, there's something there. Before we get to our last big story of the Free 30, which is going to be about the purpose of the propaganda surrounding Biden's catastrophic drone strike, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patreon 15. Well, not the Patreon 15. We'll tell you more about that here in a second. How TV propagandizes the public into certain life choices. And why is the DOJ after realtor commissions? Monica has a theory. And of course, a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show, True Hemp Science. True Hemp Science is your CBD expert. And what makes them so different is that they create handcrafted, full quality, full spectrum CBD products by sourcing the highest grade hemp from around the world. And True Hemp Science is now offering the Propaganda Report community a 40% off a 10 milliliter bottle of number 23 full spectrum CBD MCT oil when you purchase any product for more than $43.99 at truehempscience.com slash prop report the coupon should apply automatically but just in case use prop code 23 i have to say i also love the true hemp science t-shirts they get attention they're cool looking people always say hey cool t-shirt man when i wear them fit great i love their acapulco gold check them out at truehempscience.com slash prop report support us by supporting our sponsors we're also making a big move we are no longer going to be posting the patron 45 every day don't get us wrong we will still post a 45 minute commercial free drive time news blast most every weekday but it is no longer called the patron 45 because it's not just for patrons anymore we are now posting the full premium commercial free dnb now called the dnb xr that's xr for extended release not (laughs) x-rated Monica came up with that fantastic (laughs) name. I love it. Though you do have to earmuff the kids because you never know where it will go. But we are posting the full 45-minute commercial-free DMB XR on Rockfin Premium every time we post one to Patreon. So for $9.99 a month, you get all of our premium material, including the full 45-minute DMB XR every day that we post a show, plus our Rockfin-only deep dives, as well as all the other content all the other great Rockfin creators are posting. It's a deal that you do not want to miss, so check us out at rockfin.com slash propaganda report today. And now on to our final story of the free 30. Okay, so this drone strike I'm a little bit behind on. I was out when this happened, or at least when it emerged that civilians and children were killed, but they've been reporting on it a good bit the past couple days. I noticed a few things. The first thing that I really noticed about the way they're talking about it today is they talk about it in the media in a very nonchalant fashion, as though it's a human interest story that pales in comparison to January 6th. For instance, they might be saying something like, uh, we have a new update on the drone strike where seven children were killed when a uh, aid worker was loading water into a van. But, but first, the deadly January 6th insurrection. I mean, that's what they're doing. They were reporting it nonchalant. Uh, no big deal that seven children died, but all of these people involved in the January 6th insurrection, there was this 
meetups to support them that fizzled out, and it's still very dangerous and deadly. So on the one hand, something that actually wasn't very deadly versus another thing that was deadly are getting opposite. The news media not only controls the context of the information that they're reporting, they control the emotional tone that they try and project. And what I also noticed is that with that emotional tone, what we're hearing today is that the CIA warned warned the military beforehand, seconds beforehand, the CIA sent the military an alert saying that there were kids near the target and there were seconds to spare. This begins the narrative that it is not the intelligence agency's fault. I think this begins the narrative that maybe it's not even the Biden administration's fault, that it is the military and the military alone's fault. And I think that this can be used to support the domestic terrorism theme. Anytime we say so we know that the military, part of this domestic terrorism theme is that there are white nationalists in the ranks of the military that must be rooted out. And I think anytime we see a negative military story, I think, look for the angle to to connect it to domestic terrorism. Here's what I think we could see in the coming weeks. Oh, wait. So can you explain that again? Like, I'm... Yeah, I'm about to give you why I think think it can. So, not Biden's fault. The CIA, the intelligence agencies gave the military just enough time. We'll probably hear that they actually gave them more time. This is from anonymous sources, of course. (laughs) But here's what I think it'll be. The military did it on purpose to make Joe Biden look bad to try and take this country back. There was a rogue wow, operator yeah. within the That's military who might have gotten that information and ignored it, but went ahead with a strike anyway to make it look like it was Joe Biden's fault because he wants to take the country back. Totally. And that is exactly the reverse of how... Trump, as the sitting president, was undermined by Obama holdovers, a.k.a. the deep state, and that the military was going to do an internal coup to restore loyalty in the civilian branch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. it's just the flip side of that. And they had that gathering in support of the January 6th defendants over the weekend that only had... 200 or so people there, nothing but journalists and stuff. But do you know what that means, though, that only 200 people showed up? That means that, no, there's not a lesser domestic terrorism threat. That actually means that the domestic terrorism threat is worse, the fact that hardly anybody showed up. And the reason why is because Trump gave a warning. He told them not to go, like we've been telling people for a lot longer than he has, and people didn't show up. And therefore, Trump still has influence over them. So the threat's still there, and it's more dangerous because they're still listening to Trump. So that proves nothing that nobody showed up. Very interesting. They can spin anything. Yes, the narrative stays the same no matter what happens. So speaking of, did you happen to see that in Russia, Putin's party was elected by enough of a majority that they are probably going to pass these constitutional reforms, which will keep him in power for a while? I didn't see that he that they won. I did see some stories about how they were putting up lookalike candidates to split the votes of his competitors oh really i didn't see that but i did see that navalny who's like the face of western intervention or i should say whatever putin's opposition said that the opposition movement did not recognize the election result due to alleged voting irregularities so 
it sounds like they the opposition was the one that there was evidence against. So they did mention a couple of things that I thought were interesting. One is that the standards of living have been slipping in Russia. So I've been to, I went to Russia twice. Once was like four years ago and then 10 years before that. So when I was there just a few years ago, and I also went to Czechoslovakia, the people, the tour guides were like middle-aged women who kind of missed the old days because they were like, look, there's a lot of money floating around now, but there's a lot of corruption. So now you have the oligarchs, you have Putin wearing Rolexes and stuff, and we're working like dogs and consuming more, but we're not really happier. It's just like a materialistic thing, whereas it used to be, yeah, we all wore the same shoes or had to wait online to get shoes, but there was much more of um, equality and whatever. I'm, I'm not promoting that. I'm just saying this idea that Putin would be is this great leader and you know because i go back and forth thinking would you want wouldn't you vote for putin like wouldn't you vote for putin doesn't he seem to be able to hold his own in a really rough neighborhood i don't know i don't know enough about the politics over there i i don't know i you know i still don't even know if he's a hundred percent like what you see is what you get he's kgb so yeah but but who you know what who is that is there an indie who's whose side is he on his own side the kgb side the people's side so it yeah. says that his his approval rating slipped with the standard of living. So it, it was 90% in 2015, and now <laughs> it's 60%. But there are also these weird incidents happening. So there was a, a couple of mass shootings at schools. And I have to wonder, and it said that the guy like got a gun. Um, he got a gun legally. So, I, I mean, maybe they're doing their own false flags for the same purposes, or maybe the people who do our false flags are also doing their false flags. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that story, and the way that it was being reported, and the fact that it was being reported struck me as strange, because it was very much like a mass shooting in the United States was being reported. It was packaged and presented in the exact same way, created that same feel. Whoever did it, I don't know, but I think the impression they want to leave is that look at these legal guns in Russia and the problems that they're causing just like they're causing in the U.S. Absolutely. Now, does Putin want his people having guns or does Putin not want his people having guns? And then we'll know who it is. But so we've got uh, a couple of announcements before we wrap it up. One is... Our dear friend, dear friend of the show, someone we know from neighbors, somebody who y'all have helped. She was recently injured, and um, we certainly sent up support in a variety of ways. Maybe not much financial support, but we were pulling for her. It is Amy's birthday. Happy birthday, Amy. So hope you have a great day. Hope you are fully recovered and healthy and happy and as hopeful as we can be in these days. I also have a shout out. This is so sweet. This is uh, also a great patron couple shouting this out. I would like to shout out my wonderful husband and soulmate, AKA Buffalo Rambler, for pushing me to get out of my comfort zone and start the False Reality Check podcast together. You and I have been clear are gonna be guests on that podcast soon. I am loving this new journey with you and the fact that we have only scratched the surface on the nature of this false reality we've been sold. Not only has it brought us closer, but we are also connecting with like-minded folks, which has confirmed that we are not crazy. Love you, babe, and let's get the hell out of California. I'm with you, Legs. That's from Legs at FalseRealityCheck.com. So there you go. Lovely shout out. Yep. Thanks, guys, so much. That's all I got. 
Well, happy birthday, Amy. And you guys can find your DNBXR. <laughs> and every time we and Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time we drop a DNB at patreon.com slash propaganda report and at rockfin.com slash propaganda report so check us out on those platforms i'm excited for that change that we're making thank you for your hard work on that and choosing that wonderful double entendre as a name you it's like not that? a double entendre no i don't know well we, we'll <laughs> see we'll see what the what the people think about that um but i did want to say that the 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 Rockfin stuff is basically in video format, kind of like YouTube. So the RSS format is the Patreon.com. So if you're if you're just doing audio, yes. so it, there are a little bit of differences, but the content is the same on both for, yes. platforms. So you choose. And as always, you can find the Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform. We will talk to y'all in the DNB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.